When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, you want more? More. Oh, uh, this good? Oh, wow, that was extreme. Edging. With Tucker and Mora. That is brand new music from Mono Whales. Mono Whales! Sally and Jordan are with us. Sounds good. Thank Thank you. you. Got a lot of stuff to talk about. Oh my God, so much stuff. You guys have been fire. Thanks so much. I was looking at like the timeline of your musical career this far, and I see that it was kind of smack dab during the pandemic. And I just wonder if you guys were ever worried that that was going to stifle your flow. I mean, it did did for a second. Were you like, oh my God, what are the odds that this is happening at the exact time that our trajectory is going up this roller coaster? I mean, I was just grateful it was happening at all. I'm not going to lie. That, that there was interest <laughs> in the band and that like you guys were starting yeah, to get I, like a, I, a, quite a bit of traction. I know you obviously were together before the pandemic, but you guys have been on a great run, as Maura's saying. Like we're just listening to some of the songs that we've got in the last little bit. This is a song called Hear Me Out. I find it weird, uh, and I was reading a little bit about you, that, uh, Sally, you feel more comfortable on the road than you do at home. Like, you you just, you love the vibe, you love the experience. Most people kind of start, you know, like getting depressed or being away from home or living in hotels and... Missing their friends. Yeah, I mean, it's not that I don't feel those things as well. It's just... I love the feeling of being on a road trip with your friends and the fact that I get to play every night. Like, there's so much highs in that that I enjoy that sometimes being home means kind of being in your head a lot. And I just start to miss that a lot. And yeah, I think I'm just built for that kind of thing. Some people want to be home and do that. And I prefer to like go out and travel and meet people and do that kind of thing. Well, you guys are launching a big tour. Uh, you were on tour this summer with Grandson, but you're doing your own headlining tour. And for those who uh, listen to us on 102.1 The Edge in the, our listening area, and check for dates around you uh, as well. But uh, through December, you're going to be in Waterloo on the 6th, in Hamilton on the 7th, in Barrie on the 8th, uh, in Toronto at the Axis Club on December 14th. I mean, how do you even do back-to-back shows? I don't know. Is three in a row the most you would allow yourself to do without no, a break? We'll, we'll do more than three. We'll, we do, we'll, I think we've done five is probably the most in a row. But, Jordan, you're the drummer. You can do that. Sally's got a, a voice <laughs> yeah. to protect. I mean, and, and I your always, songs are not like, you're not singing like Billie Eilish up there. You're wailing. I, I feel sorry for um, 
vocalists because you can't put your instrument on a shelf and go party for the night. You know, you're always carrying it with you and then it can get sick or you can have too much to drink maybe and you can hear it in your voice the next day. Do you have to dial back partying? Honestly, like I'm not really a big drinker. And so if I am on the road, I take my health very seriously because of that. And I am pretty much completely sober. Um, which isn't, I'm going to be honest, which isn't that hard anyway, since I kind of live that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But like on just the, talking loud, just talking just loud in a bar, you know? I just have to be cognizant of everything that I'm doing and what I'm eating and how I'm sleeping. And like, I am pretty intense on the road and Jordan can be a, like testify that the first thing, first thing I think about when I wake up is like my body and my voice and my health. And that's kind of all that's on my mind all day until I play the show and then I'm thinking about nothing but that moment uh with the community that we're in and then I go back to like time to take care of my voice because it is pretty intense and if you're not then even one night of slipping up can mean getting sick and then you're kind of yeah and when you have three dates in a row or four dates in a row back to back that could really get in the way because then you have no chance to bounce back sometimes you don't get a good sleep and it's not anything that you did but like maybe you're on a freaking tour bus in a bunk bed that's going over a bunch of potholes you know (laughs) like how is it that you guarantee that you're gonna feel good I can't. And to be honest, when you're gone for a while, all you can do is control the things that you can control, like trying to eat the best place that you can wherever you are, depending on where you are, and things that are out of your control, you just kind of have to accept instead of be upset about and And if you just accept it then it's easier kind of is it like hand sanitizer all the time when you shake hands and you know being cognizant of that because obviously fans you you guys are pretty good about being interactive with your fans and you want to see them and meet them and you ever like you don't get close to me you look sick (laughs) i mean if someone tells me they're sick then usually we have respectful fans and and that's great i i don't know we are a band that gets pretty sweaty out there the fans get pretty sweaty after shows so that's the kind of thing that doesn't gross me out i'm i'm not a very squeamish person so if i'm covered in sweat someone else is covered in sweat and they want to hug i i'm not gonna not hug them Nice. I like that about you. And when you get home, is there a sense of relief that you can just kind of do whatever and you don't have to care so much about the voice preservation and, you know? I always care about it. I'm not going to lie. It's become, it's just something that's part of my life and my lifestyle. And if that's what I want to do every day for a living, then I just have to take care of it and do that. It's not like a temporary thing because it's like a long-term commitment. You guys like, song. yeah, you guys like doing this one a lot live. <laughs> just like, yeah, this one's for the fans. Yeah. You talk about, hang on, I want to listen to this for a second. What's it like listening to yourself like this? Is it weird? It doesn't seem strange to me. We ever, hear these ever songs hear like so a, much. Like we we work these songs so hard in the studio. Like by the time it gets to the point where we're sharing them with other people, it's like it's just a part of you. And you Jordan, know? you never second guess like a drum fill or something that you did where you like oh, God, all, all the time. Yeah. But like recording is just. I've tried to shift my mindset from like recording is the perfect manifestation of a song into recording is a snapshot of us doing that song in that on that day in that moment 
and it's just a keepsake from that time. So it lets you let it go. You let it go, kind yeah, of. Yeah, like, and then like we well we play everything differently live. Right. So live where we've expanded a lot on the arrangements, especially the tunnel vision stuff, because we weren't in a room together when we were writing that music. We were doing it all over Zoom. Oh my god. But we didn't play like I didn't play the drum parts until I was tracking them in the studio. Okay. So that was like my first time actually developing a relationship with the material. Is that your first time that you got live feedback from the rest of the band? Yeah, well, it was all demoed in. So we were building it all in Ableton and Pro Tools and stuff like that. And then when we got in there, we were kind of piecing it together. It was a weird process. And then when we took those songs and developed them uh, to perform live, we rearranged them to kind of bring that live essence back in Mm because that's always really been important to us to like capture the live energy of what we do yeah and then that's how we that's the approach we took with this new material it's about capturing what we do live um where we did things more live off the floor like all those drum and bass takes for the most part on on these new songs are just like me playing beginning to end right and how much of a say do other people have like if sally hears something uh and she's like i like uh, you, you know, that's obviously hard for an ego when you think you've nailed the perfect thing, and someone says, ah. <laughs> "I mean, we're generally it's Zach and I going through the drum parts. Sally will weigh in here and there on stuff, but she's pretty I trusting. A, with, like, I have to have a really good case for it, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, or offer a solution, maybe instead. Exactly. Just say, hey, can you try it this way, just so we can hear it, and yeah. then we can decide after and. Yeah. Is there someone who does have final say in the band? Uh, I, I know, like, say Coldplay, for example. Will Champion, the drummer, is the guy who has the final say on songs. So there might mm. be a song that Chris Martin wrote, and he's, you know, the foundation of, but Will be like, that's not us. That's not, we're not in the right uh, place for this, you know, theme or whatever they're doing for their album. And he actually has the right to kind of shut something down, and they respect his mm. opinion. Um, We've given Zach a sort of free reign over that. Um, especially with this last stuff, because he produced it. Mm. Um, we were kind of like, it's easier if there's one person who can sort of like preside. Yeah, well, that's what and, I like, mean. Yeah, the so there is somebody of the, of the record. We all weigh in. We all yeah, contribute. I think the main thing is we've come a long way um, as people and as a band, so we trust each other a lot more um, than we would have years ago when we were getting started. And now we just have a lot of trust. Like I'm like, Jordan is going to do the best he can thing he can do. And I'm only going to weigh in if I really think that I have something that's going to be a better solution. And same with me. I'm really grateful. The guys give me a lot of trust and leeway to kind of go in and just do my thing. And unless again, something is like a red flag, then for the most part, we're, we're all good. So uh, there's often the misconception that the front person for the band is also the boss of the band, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not always yeah. the case, certainly. This is not that kind of band. We've always been a band that really champions our collaboration, and we all have equal say in the band. Does everyone get a writing credit then on every song? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. I mean, I think that's the way to stay together as a band, too. You yes. know, uh, I think you two famously, you know, everyone gets an equal writing credit no matter what because they're all part of the process. Tragically hip, too, right? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, but I know I know for sure you two uh, act that way. And mm-hmm. I think that's it's a good thing because then somebody's not considering themselves like there isn't a hierarchy within the band. I think when you start nickel and diming each other over... Who wrote which lyric? Yeah, I did more words. Yeah, I should get more money out of it or whatever. It's just a melting pot at the end of the day, and we all do contribute to all the songs. So it's just the truth. Yeah. 
You you mentioned something uh, earlier about you know um, how you you take things seriously. You're doing this as a career and stuff. At what point did you realize that it was going to be a career and that it was actually working enough that you could pay your bills and afford to live away from home? And it, what was the moment? I mean, we quit. Like Zach and I quit our jobs in. 2019. Fall what did you of 2019. do? What did you do before? We were both teaching music at the time. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, was that a good day? When quitting? You quit? It yeah. was terrifying. And it became a lot more terrifying because the pandemic was like six months later. Oh. We were like, oh, we were yeah. <laughs> what a timing. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, but, it, you know, it is what it is. What were you but, doing um, at that time, Sally? <sighs> it's hard for me to even remember. Like, I feel like I um, took more time to want to do this band before you guys quit and I was doing a lot of social media marketing I had my own business at the time okay. I don't do that now I'm, I'm, I'm kind of too busy with mono whales mm-hmm. but I was just trying to find my own ways to make money and just so that I could continue to make mono whales a priority yeah that was always kind of my number one it's been my number one for years so it wasn't even a decision where it's like now I'm taking this seriously maybe at a time taking it seriously would have been a different mindset but I was always taking it seriously you know what I mean yeah and and so there wasn't like a you know some say you shouldn't have a backup plan because I don't and I never did yeah Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that but the idea is if you have a backup plan, as soon as things get hard, you go back to the backup plan and you give up your dream. Um, whereas I think I'm more sensible. You know, you think, oh, well, it's, you know, like I, I wanted to do radio, but I did a university degree, even though I don't need one. Mm-hmm. Just because if as a backup plan, I got to rebuild my life. Yeah. I really don't you know, think it's, it's a, a bad thing to have a backup no, plan. Man. I've yeah. always had a backup plan, but yeah, I've just it's... also been determined to do this. So it's yeah. not like if you're... If you're not putting everything into it and you're just leaning back into the backup plan all the time, then yeah, you're not going to go anywhere. If the but the backup plan is also in the same field, like you were teaching too. music, you were around music, that seems to be the answer, right? What about sociology? Where do you... <laughs> <laughs> I have no There's idea. <laughs> uh, when, um, I often wonder how hard it is for somebody to make a living in music. You know, and I wonder about the longevity of that. I can think of a band, say, like Sloan. They've been around for 40 years. Now, do they ever, are they in a position where they can retire and never have to play again and continue to pay the bills? Like, at at what point, like, you know, are are, are obviously the people that are playing Rogers Center and stadiums and arenas are probably going to be set up. But when you're playing like Massey Hall and stuff, at what point? Do you worry about like, oh, can I retire doing this or are you just, uh, it's yeah. tough, man. I think it differs for everybody too. It differs like how many hits you've had, what kind of royalties you have coming in, what your touring business is like. There's so many different revenue streams. It's, it's Isn't like, it all touring and merch now? Like it's so hard to make music off big. streams and, and you, selling music. Do you, can you tell when you've had like a lot of streams on Spotify, does, do you get like some notification or something? We get statements from our distributor. Oh, you do, yeah, right? Yeah. So we'll see, like, You'll you know, see money what... will come in, but it's not, um, at least for us so far, streaming has not been the most lucrative right. part of the business. That's what we hear. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We hear, like, it's millions ter- of It's not just not the most lucrative. <laughs> it's, like, embarrassingly terrible it's for the artist. Yeah. And if you're signed to a label, you're not really getting that either, depending on what your profit-sharing deal is or what yeah. you've been advanced or whatever. Like, Man, that's you not need really a business cool. degree for this kind of thing. There's a lot. You, you got to know a lot. That's sort of what Sally was bringing up a, a minute ago where she's like, 
what taking this seriously feels like. Mm-hmm. Like you think you're taking it seriously. Like four years ago, we're like, oh yeah, we're all in. We're taking this so seriously. And then a year later, we're like, oh shit, like there's <laughs> so much more to this than we thought. And yeah. that's basically yeah. year over year, it's just moving up and up and up, like the scope of responsibility. And I mean, you guys have been handling a lot of your affairs yourself with distribution deals, but... Uh, yeah, we've never had a label. We've done this all independently. And it's kind of cool, isn't it? To like know that you've done this and that, you know, that, that you're not... Yeah kind of being forced upon people and you're not desperate you know yeah it does <laughs> a, lot. Oh, a little it, bit desperate it, it does <laughs> feel good to be able to still say that we're indie uh just because yeah i i don't want to say that it's just us we're definitely grateful that we have an incredible team and supporters and the fact that our fans do back us is the reason why we continue to be and that we can um and thank so, yeah. God for technology so you don't, you know, you can distribute your stuff using what's available to all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, you know, Spotify, I can put alive. up a song on Spotify. I can put up a song on YouTube. I can put out a song on mm-hmm. any, you know, any streaming service or TikTok and whatever. Uh, have you guys have fallen into that TikTok pattern of floating an idea out there? And just saying, hey, what do you think of this? And then if it hits, then you're like, okay, I guess we should write the rest of it. Should I be honest about this? I just want to be straight up because I don't think people know. Most of the time, that's fake. Like, I just want to say. What do you mean? Like, most of the time, that song has been written months before. And now it's a marketing plan where they're like, oh, do you like this? And they've already pre planned, like, 70 videos and this whole thing so that it's a scheme to get I'm just going to be honest yeah, that's, yeah. Like, <laughs> happening organically is, is rare if it happens you're telling all, like, me that what I'm seeing on TikTok <laughs> is not real <laughs> yeah and a lot of it is like labels are also on it and if you're really smart then and you're indie then you're able to do that formula on your own not saying that it doesn't happen sometimes mm-hmm. um, it's just now it happens so often that like I just want to be straight up yeah. about it yeah, something stinks about it, you know? <laughs> something stinks. It's not legit. Not legit. It's lies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was Oceaga like? Was that um, kind of a pinnacle for you guys? I also saw you played Hillside, which I'm from Guelph originally, oh, nice. so I'd like to think that was the pinnacle, but was mm-hmm. it, yeah, on par? Um, what were those shows like, and are those kind of your most exciting shows you've done to date? I've been thinking about Oshiga a lot lately, so obviously it, it left a mark on me, but I go every year, like I'm I'm a paying patron of Oshiega. I, I went last year, or this year, even though I didn't play as well, so it meant a lot to me to be like, I've been coming to this since I was a teenager, and it means so much to me coming out to Montreal and seeing my favorite bands, so to be able to pay, play on a main stage as well it was really emotional and I expressed that on stage. I couldn't keep it together. I looked at you. I was like trying not to cry because crying and singing is not it. It's oh, a really yeah. hard thing to do. Um, so yeah, it was very beautiful and, and very special. And same with Hillside though is different. I love playing in tents. Like yeah. festivals that are intense Tent shows are, fun. are some of my favorite because people really? are kind of like forced to be in the tent because it it's awkward. It contains if, the vibe. Yeah. 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 And there's always a beautiful energy and I kind of prefer it in festivals. Yeah. Hillside was a great time. I One of my favorite shows from this past summer was Somo Fest in PEI. In a tent. We were also in a tent. Oh. Tents. Tents. So and that was just so surprised because we showed up, they were doing, they were flipping between stages. So it was like while we were sound checking. 
the main stage was playing, and uh, it was empty. The tent was empty. And then we just, like, jumped into the trailer, got changed, and came out, and the tent was, like, packed <laughs> out the door, and I was like, oh, oh this is crazy. It's yeah. go time. We also, just, like, jumped on a plate. It was amazing. You get a bit of a breeze with a tent. That's kind of nice. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> you don't get, like, a, like the wind stifling. coming through. It's, like, the hottest situation <laughs> yeah. you can be in. And personally, I'm effed up. I love it. Like, I love to get on stage and feel like I'm going to pass out. It's so hot. That's when my adrenaline, like, kicks in and I have some of the best shows. You should wear, like, a snowsuit or something <laughs> on stage. Just I do sometimes. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah, so that's a part of the vibe. Uh, you were mentioning uh, with all the shows you have coming up, uh, it's a big tour of Canada and the U.S. that some of these shows are all ages and some of them aren't. Yeah. And I wonder if you can explain the process of like deciding if it's going to be an all ages show or not. It's usually the process is us going to our manager and saying, please make as many of these all ages as you possibly can. And then he goes to our agent and says, please, please talk to all the promoters and try to make these shows all ages. And then in some cases we're able to make it happen and in others we're not for various reasons, like the regional laws or the cost or whatever but the type of festival maybe is festivals it- yeah we just have no say whatsoever but right. if like if it's our show like our headline show then we can try so um, if a fan is pissed because they can't go to your show because they're uh, 18 or 17 or something it's not your fault what you're saying is that you try your best try. and it's yeah. out of your hands if it's not all ages basically yes yeah um, and it breaks our heart that when it's not like when I get messages and like why are you doing this to me I'm like why are you doing this to me like we really do prefer it and we hope that you know in the future as much as we can we try to make that happen so that everyone culturally in this country it's super important that kids are able to go to see shows it starts this ecosystem where they feel like they can make their own bands and access this thing when they're kept away from it until and they only see it in like the bigger venues until they're 19. I was just going to say, I was just going to say, you think about an artist like Taylor Swift and uh, I'm assuming that she is setting her rules and making those shows all ages. I mean, I'm sure she is. I think like at that level, you do whatever you want. You do whatever the hell you want. (laughs) And it's also the venue she's playing. It's always stadiums and they're equipped. Probably there's so many staff that they can handle the the all ages. They can card at location, you know, of the bar. Whereas a small, you know, a smaller, more intimate club, which is the best place to see live music. Mm -hmm. Let's be honest. Sometimes they just don't have the infrastructure. Yeah. That's I, I, I went and saw Alexis on fire and it was an all ages show. And not only that, they didn't serve booze inside. Nice. Like period. Now, like period. <laughs> and uh, that was uh, that was the first time I'd experienced that. And it was at an arena in mm. London. And I was like, Jesus, like there isn't one area where I can go as an adult to get a drink. And uh, that's interesting that they chose to do that. I, I don't know. I don't mind if it, they chose it. It or, was definitely, I feel like the venue. I think it was yeah. the venue. Maybe I think so, they. Yeah. that they may have show. wanted maybe they were scared of them then you know maybe they thought oh last thing we want is a bunch of like Lexus on fire drunk fans I don't know <laughs> yeah maybe they're conservative I, it's it was a weird I've never seen that before and not since at a venue so large I feel like I guarantee it had to do more like with a logistical thing mm-hmm. than anything like else. they couldn't it's probably staff a boring it. answer to that one <laughs> yeah uh guys you're heading out on tour. You're going to be playing all these live shows. And uh, it makes me think, like, there's got to be cities on that list where you are thinking, 
Ah, we kill it every time we go there. Like Red Deer loves us, Calgary <laughs> loves us. Uh, Calgary, we're still man. we're still trying to convince people in Winnipeg. I don't know. Like I, I'm just throwing out city names, but like um, Calgary's a standout for sure. Is it? Calgary's yeah. a standout. Calgary's like, great. Big mono yeah. whales fans there. Honestly, Winnipeg has been really good yeah. as well. Uh, Victoria is amazing. Vancouver mm. is amazing. Toronto, Hamilton. Hamilton, Hamilton's goes badass. Hard. Hamilton goes yeah, hard. I, I've heard before from bands that Toronto is kind of like a laid back, reserved crowd, and maybe it's hard for you to weigh in on this because it's also your hometown. So the audience must be filled with with friends and family. I, I just assume. thought we were talking about places that were in Toronto because honestly, Toronto is usually the craziest show. Yeah, it's the craziest us. show. Yeah. I yeah. see because it's the hometown out. show. Because yeah. it's the hometown. And there's yeah. people who have been following us from like when we were in other bands from years ago and stuff. Like there's like the history runs so deep here. Yeah. Will you ever play a song from another band? Has that We've ever happened? About it. Yeah. We've talked about bringing back some like really old stuff. Well, this just on, hasn't happened. on this coming tour, we're bringing back a couple of older songs that yeah. you might have not heard for years, and we're excited to revitalize those. Yeah, we haven't played certain ones since probably like. 2018, Yeah, this, this is a song from one of your old bands, right? I think, uh... Or Jordan, when you were in uh, Nine yeah. Inch Nails. I don't talk about that part of my life. <laughs> uh, dark times. When you do a song like this, does it bring in a whole new group of fans that discover you through a cover? Like, it's, is it a cool marketing strategy in a way? Uh, I, I don't know if I see it as much as that, other than, like... I freaking love this song yeah. and I, I want to do God. your own version. Yeah. And you know, just hoping that you do it justice also if you're a huge fan of the band. And what I find is it's one of the songs that can really win over a crowd. Oh yeah. There's yeah. some crusty old dudes at festivals that just stare uh, us down for like 40 minutes and then we they're close not there with for this, you. And they're, they're like, yes, yeah. like this is, this is like we're in now. Yeah. So you actively are looking through the audience and trying to win people over when you're performing? Yes and no, because if that's something I really cared about a lot, I would be really, like, upset, I think. I see. A lot of the time, because then you're looking for the negative. Yeah, you're so, looking at people looking at their phone or something. Yeah, no, for the most part, I actually really try to give attention to the people caring and giving a shit, and I can swear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shits, and, work, fucks. Yeah, because, like, I really feed off the energy of the crowd, so if someone is there and they're giving it to me, I'm like, I... I here we are together. I'm going to give it to you rather than focus on anything else than that. What's the worst thing that's ever happened uh, during a live performance for you guys? And how did you rebound? The worst thing for me is when the tracks go down. It's like logistical. Yeah. Like when the computer just like, Oh, because you, you you got some things that are you got to no, start live, in our right? Ears yeah, and everything is like kind of planned and we have different things happening in our ears than you here out there yeah. just for time our light show runs yeah. off that so that, like when we're uh, hitting something the lights like oh, go so crazy and stuff it's all part of the connected. show so when that when something goes wrong there that's right beside me so if you look at me on stage that's like my domain oh my god that must be and stressful. when i look over and that screen is blank or when like with some of the flickering lights i'm like oh that's not working right like we were playing a casino with our lady piece we played uh oh that's my worst situation. oh true yeah. i wasn't even gonna tell that what, story, what happened um, okay but yeah, the power supply fell out of the back of our our rig. So oh. and I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay, let's <laughs> just keep let's finish stop, the song. Right? And then I just like leapt away the thing, started plugging things back in. So and the lights weren't even going for that song. Then? That was like a different. 
we were opening. Yeah, so we were opening, so we didn't have our lights, but we just had other stuff. Did, stuff that uh, you were hearing in the crowd that you couldn't hear. Did anymore. Our Lady Peace like keep the uh, volume down for you guys so that they're gonna be louder on there? Like, do you guys did you, did you end actually, up in that game? They're amazing. They're the nicest, they're the nicest like. Most like Rain literally texts me on my release days and stuff and is like, the song's great, like truly great, supportive people. And they've always just encouraged us and given us a lot of love and opportunity. So we're grateful. Does for that them. still happen though, where it's like, ah, oh, the opener doesn't get to, to 10, they get to eight? Or, you know, that's a thing. Oh, yeah. a thing. Limits is totally a thing. Yeah. And the yeah. lighting, for some reason, they don't get the, the oh, same yeah. lights, you know? Well, you want the headliner to be like the big. Bad yeah. wolf. You so you're know? okay with it then? You're, we it's understand it still our place. Exists. We know yeah. what the thing is, and we we're just grateful to be there. So what Does happened it, to yeah. you at that show, Sally? That it was so bad for you? <laughs> you brought it up, not I'm me. <laughs> I was, like I just had a nip slip, and oh. <laughs> yeah, it was. And you didn't know, and someone told no, you. No, it was hand that feeds, and it was the entire out like ending of it, and I'm and I yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just we're, we're, putting myself in the moment. We're visualizing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We had like, and I go hard. Like if you've seen us do this live, at the end I'm on the floor and like freaking out and jumping rope and all this stuff. So it was out for a while and it was our finisher. So then I'm like, thank you. And I have no idea. And then the crowd, this one guy's like, and I look down and I'm like, oh no. And then I'm like, all right, well, good night. Yeah. <laughs> we all have nipples, you know, yeah. for every human being. Yeah, and no, the, the truth is I always wear nipple pasties no mm-hmm. matter what, like all, under all my clothes. And this was the one time in my entire life that I had forgot because Rain had come into the dressing room to wish us a good show in the moments that I was, like, dressing. Mm. And in that exact moment, <sighs> I, like... It slipped to my mind, yeah. haha. And then yeah. it was like had to be the day, of course, that we were playing in like sold out casino, casino opening for them. Yeah, it was like five thousand. Jumbotron as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those, those screens were oh huge. my god! Oh, yeah, screens. It, it was, and some people even but came up to me and were like, "Oh, she planned that." I'm like, I did not plan that. Like, I didn't want that to happen. I promise. And then we heard there were like cameramen like zooming uh, in on it. I was it. just gonna like, say. Man, yeah. like that's not cool. Do My, people screen grab those moments and you see oh, them on social media? Literally, I saw, and it, this actually kind of upset me. I don't like it, especially because, like, it wasn't consensual. I understand this is the world we live in, but I didn't consent for that to happen. Mm. Yes. So I, I would, if I were to want to show my body, I want that to be kind of my choice. Yes. Understanding the weirdness of the situation, I did try to go and see what existed on the internet and someone posted the entire thing on Facebook and what was the most upsetting was his profile photo was like me and my two daughters and I love my you know kids and my daughter and I'm like dude like come on what if that was your daughter up there like that's kind of the gross part of it yeah it's a drag yeah. And stuff like that. So that's happens. my terrible story. <laughs> it's actually Rain's fault, I feel like. He totally sidelines you there. I never Saboteur. told him that part. Yeah, I don't even know if he knows that happened that yeah, day. Yeah, I won't tell, because I don't want to be like, it was your fault. Uh, like, it was it was my fault, but it was his fault. <laughs> yeah. uh, who's opening for you guys? Is, or does it change depending where you are? Depending uh, on where do, we are, it does change. And yeah. you get to pick? Yeah, we do. Okay, mm-hmm. so these are people that are uh, mono whales approved. 100%. Yeah, and, I, I can't that, list must, them that all must be off fun. Of my head, that must be fun for you guys too. It is cool. We get do to get pick. to have certain people that like we're, we have revived the Rose in Hamilton, who's like Andy's band. 
who's like the most fun, crazy dude I've just ever met in my life. He's such yeah. a character, and I'm so excited to play with him because it's just going to be a blast. We have yeah. Bleeker in Toronto. We have Vox Rea in BC uh, on that whole run. Um, we have FKB all through Alberta. Uh, and you tell them, you're going to get 80% of the volume. Uh, we're going to be at 100%, and that's we, just the way it is. We actually have never given limits. No. We've never no. given limits. We just want people to do their best. Yeah, yeah. Well, the way I look at it, and I don't understand when it's, you know, even if it's at uh, an arena show, is that you, you want everyone to have the best time possible. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And if they're there, I mean, the opening act is an important part of that. And if, if they're getting the full audio... Uh, at their, you know, um, that they have access to, then maybe their show is going to be better, and people are going to be more primed for when you're on stage. That's true, you know. But they're, you know, they're they're fluffing them up, you know. Like you don't want to blast them fluffers. right away. They're you gotta, you gotta give them a minute. Gentle fluffing, yeah. yeah, 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 gentle yeah. Fluffing. And then you blow their hair back. Yeah, yeah. All right. I get it, guys. I feel like we could talk all day, but you know, <laughs> I want to let you guys. Uh, Go do your thing and prep for this big tour. And thanks so much for stopping by before you take off. We appreciate no you worries. having us, guys. It means a lot. Yeah, we're excited to come out and see you out in America, out here in Canada. And for everywhere else, we're on socials at Monowills. If you want to see the crazy antics we get up to on the road.